بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الأمي برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله وتفضل إن الكرم في الله سبحانه وتعالى we are in this discussion concerning the Sahaba Kiram رضي الله عنهم whilst we are in this month of Shaaban we want to share some incidents that interestingly took place in this month imagine the beloved of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم who loved to meet his Allah سبحانه وتعالى no one loved to meet Allah like the beloved of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and even when the choice came to him as he was departing from this transitory world he chose ar-rafiq al-a'la to return to the uppermost company but here when it came to the month of rajab and shaaban because of the blessings of ramadan the beloved of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked Allah for life Allah bless for us in, in rajab Blessed for us in the Shaaban, and Allah make us reach Ramadan. وَبَلِّغْنَا رَمَضَانَ وَبَلِّغْنَا رَمَضَانَ Allah, you make us reach Ramadan. Another very interesting hadith. The beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam actually asked Allah, Allahumma sallimna li Ramadan. Oh Allah, keep us well for the month of Ramadan. Give us salamity for this month of Ramadan. And Allah make it such that the environment is conducive and suitable that we do the maximum وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لَنَا That's how special is Ramadan. The beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one is he asked Allah to be well for Ramadan and he asked Allah to make it such that things go well so we can do our best, increase in the ibadah, do more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he asks Allah that Allah even in future give us more Ramadans. So we learn how special is this month. And this is actually a preparation for Ramadan. That's why the beloved of Allah وسلم, would carry out many ibadat in this month. He was asked, O Nabi of Allah وسلم, you make so much of ibadah in the form of fast, in the form of good deeds, in this month of Shaaban, the beloved of Allah وسلم, said, this month of Shaaban, which is between Rajab and Ramadan, many people neglect this month. So the beloved of Allah وسلم, said, but good deeds are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why I fast, and I want my deeds to be raised to Allah in a manner that I am fasting. So Allah give us tawfiq, really, it is special times, it is Mubarak days. There's an interesting hadith, the beloved of Allah وسلم, said, when the 15th of Shaaban comes in, then from the time of sunset, the announcement is made that, oh my servants, ask of me, whatever you ask is guaranteed and granted. Ask for forgiveness, you will be forgiven. Ask for assistance, you will be aided. And whatever we may ask for, guidance, acceptance, assistance, Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our akhirah needs. Ask Allah for our worldly needs. Ask Allah for, for, to give us the love of the Qur'an, to give us the understanding of the Qur'an al-Kareem. Ask Allah the same for our children, for our progeny. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the fitan. Yes, one may ask at any time. Allah answers our du'as. But yes, there are occasions, there are opportunities. In normal circumstances, in the time of tahajjud, one is offered to ask these du'as. But what's special about the 15th of Shaaban is the option, the offer is from the time of sunset. That's the difference in the ahadith of tahajjud on normal nights 
and the prayer especially on the 15th of Sha'ban. That hadith that mentions this is in Sunan Ibn Majah. Another very interesting event that took place in our history in this month of Sha'ban was after the arrival of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam into Medina Munawwara, the first year Muslims spent in the beautiful city of Medina Munawwara, but in the second year in Sha'ban, the great event of Tahweelul Qibla took place. Tahweelul Qibla. Meaning, for the first year, up to 16 months, so from Rabi'ul Awwal, right till the next year's Sha'ban, Muslims were facing Baytul Maqdis. Now keep this in mind. We will be listening to all the chapters of the Quran Kareem as we listen in the month of Ramadan to the Taraweeh. Let's try our best to listen with concentration. Let's try our best to aspire to learn more concerning Allah's kalam. For example, keep this in mind, Surah Baqarah was the first chapter to be revealed in Medina Munawwara. So now from there we learn incidents in the life of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that took place in the early Medinan stage because we'll be listening to Surah Baqarah. Now we know Surah Baqarah because it was revealed early in Medina Munawwara, there's so many events that were pertaining to the early Medinan stage. For example, the Jewish community, who were the residents of Medina Munawwara. That's why so many of the verses of the Quran Kareem, just the other day, I was listening to these verses, subhanAllah, and it was so touching. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually addresses the Bani Israel, and we know these verses, but that's why we have to listen to the Quran Kareem again and again, and recite, and learn, and love, and practice, and disseminate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message. Allah says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, Ya Bani Israel, adhkuru ni'mati, التي أنعمت عليكم وأني فضلتكم وأني فضلتكم على العالمين أو بني إسرائيل remember my favors upon you and remember that I have given you such virtue over the world so, so, so much of virtues Allah gave the Bani Israel. Yes, the Quran Kareem doesn't contradict itself. Here Allah is reminding the Bani Israel of their great past and their, and their virtues. And they were the people also residing in Medina Manumara. So they are reminded of their forefathers who were the people of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and the followers of the previous Anbiya alayhi salawatu min Allahi wa taslimat. So Allah is reminding them. But yes, in Surah Ali Imran, Allah says to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you are the best of all nations taken out for the benefit of mankind. The Bani Israel were special. They were the best in their day. They were the best in their time. Then Allah replaced them with the Ummah of Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And obviously those of them who accepted Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is part and parcel of this Ummah. That's why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Hazrat Jabir radiallahu hadith, Oh my Ummah, any nation, any nation of the world will wish will wish to be from my Ummah. So yes, Bani Israel in Surah Baqarah we learn, they are addressed with so much of honor. 
The same address, Ya Bani Israel, Adkuru Ni'mati Allati An'amtu Alaykum, is repeated three times in the first Jews of the Quran, in the, in the second chapter of the Quran, Allah is addressing the Bani Israel. But let's learn something. They were the residents of Medina Manumara. The Quran is calling them to deliberate and ponder that this is the Nabi of Allah وسلم, prophesied in your books. You should accept him. You should believe in him. That's why in Al-Baqarah, you will learn the verse that those who Allah gave the book, the people of the book, recognized Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam like they make no mistake in their own children. الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابَ يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبَنَاءَهُمْ Something else very important to take note of is, as Muslims arrived in Medina Munawwara, the Qibla was towards Baytul Maqdis. This also, among the intentions of this Qibla, was to draw the understanding and was to convince the Bani Israel, the local Ahlul Kitab, that this Nabi of Allah وسلم, has come with the same message of all the Anbiya. Quran wanted to show them that this is the final Nabi of Allah وسلم, that is described in their books. Now for the first uh, 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 time, the first period that Muslims lived in Medina Munawwara, they were facing Baytul Maqdis. Then the month of Sha'aban came. Nabi وسلم, visited a Sahabi's home. He had passed away. He was the first Sahabi to pass away prior to the Hijrah. He was from the Ansar. His name was Bara bin Ma'roor anhu. We had an entire discussion on the Sahabi. Hazrat Bara bin Ma'roor anhu, and then his son Bishr bin Bara bin Ma'roor. The wife's name was Ummu Bishr anhu. The beloved of Allah وسلم, visited the family. And as Nabi Sallallahu was in their home, he then went for the next Salah which was near their home. And in that masjid, during the Salah, the command of Allah came. The command of Allah came that you now face the Qibla in Makkah Sharif. قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبْلَةً تَرْضَاهَا فَوَلِّي وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَحَيْثُمَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ شَطْرَهُ وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَمَا اللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا يَعْمَلُونَ Oh, the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Verily we see how you look up repeatedly to the skies. Meaning, the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was looking up to the sky, awaiting the command of Allah to face the Kaaba Sharif. But Allah's command was to face Qibla, face Baytul Maqdis at the time. And that was also the Qibla of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. And that was the land of the Anbiya alayhi salam as well. Many Anbiya alayhi salam. Even Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam resided there. He was sent by Allah to Baytul Maqdis to Khalil. So Allah commanded the Muslims to face Baytul Maqdis. But in Makkah Mukarramah, Muslims would face both the Qiblas because they would stand on that side of the Kaaba that could face both sides. That's why Bara bin Ma'roor when he came to meet Nabi Sallallahu during the Hajj period prior to the Hijrah, he sought permission to face Kaaba Sharif in Medina Munawwara. The beloved of Allah Sallallahu refused. That's why he returned obeying 
the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he faced Baytul Maqdis, but on his deathbed, he passed away facing Qibla, and his will was that he would, should be buried facing Qibla. And Allah's beloved approved this. So Hazrat Bara bin Ma'roor was the first Sahabi to be buried facing Qibla. He was also the first Sahabi to leave and bequeath one third of his wealth. And he left it all to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah, our Allah's kindness and appreciation that this Sahabi who was yearning for Kaaba, but he obeyed his emotional sentiments. And this was also like it was a means to win over the Ahlul Kitab in Medina towards the truth and help them recognize that this is the final Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they know of and they were awaiting. It was also a test of the emotions of the Sahaba from Makkah Mukarramah because they were loved, they were in love with the Kaaba Sharif. The love of the Kaaba Sharif was inherent in them. It flowed in their blood. Now it was a test for their emotions. Like the Jews could not overcome their emotions towards their own by accepting Nabi Wasallam because he came from another nation, from another tribe. They couldn't bear, they couldn't pass that test of their emotions, the Sahaba عنهم, did, even though they wanted to face Kaaba Sharif, but Allah's command comes first, Allah's obedience is priority, they faced Baytul Maqdis. Then in this month of Sha'ban, it was the second year Hijri, coinciding with February 624, after Isa salam, the beloved of Allah وسلم, was in the masjid next to the home of Bara bin Mahroor. Amazing is Allah's appreciation, Allah's kindness, Allah's compassion. Yeah, the Sahabi was yearning for Kaaba. He had left the world, but Allah made it that from his home, not far from there, the command of Allah came now to face the Qibla. And Allah says, Do not worry. We will definitely direct you towards the Qibla you love. So now face in the direction of Masjid Haram. And wherever you are in the world, look for that direction and face it. And verily, those who receive the book, meaning the Jews and the Christians, they know that it is the truth from their Lord, meaning this commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the final Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah is not unaware of their actions. What is their actions? That they are refusing the truth even though they know what is the truth. And alhamdulillah, Allah did give hidayah to many of them. Many of them came to the truth and became the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu anhum who are the best of people. Something else interesting that happened in Shaban, second year Hijri. This was just prior to the expedition of Badr. The command of Allah came concerning the fast of the month of Ramadan. That was also in Sha'ban, the second year Hijri. After Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is also in Surah Baqarah. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu kutiba alaykum al-siyamu kama kutiba ala ladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Ayyaman ma'dudat. فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ فِدْيَةٌ طَعَامُ مِسْكِينٍ فَمَنْ 
شہر رمضان شہر رمضان تشکرون I would love you to look up these verses in Surah Baqarah, verses 183, 184, 185. And we should have the love to understand Allah's kalam. We learn a verse, see what is Allah saying. Now this is in Al-Baqarah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the fast. This is why it's important to know when Baqarah was revealed. Now we learn the fast was made compulsory in the early Medinan stage, and it was in this month of Sha'ban. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the believers, O people of Iman, fasting has been prescribed upon you like it has been prescribed upon the previous nations. So you may acquire the consciousness of Allah. Allah's taqwa. Taqwa. Tattaqoon. You may abstain from anything that displeases Allah and you live your life in accordance to Allah's pleasure. Tattaqoon. Acquire taqwa. Tattaqoon. Taqwa, which is to please Allah and stay away from everything that displeases Allah. So acquire taqwa from shirk. Allah gave us tawfiq. Number one. Number two. Acquire taqwa from kufr. Disbelief. Number one. Acquire taqwa from ascribing partners unto Allah. Number two. Taqwa from kufr. Acquire taqwa from disbelieving in Allah. Then acquire taqwa from bid'at, innovations. Whatever is not part of deen and is brought about and is made to be part of. Leave those uh, abominable act, acts of bid'at and innovations. Taqwa from bid'at. And then taqwa from ma'asi. Allah's taqwa from sins and a sinful life. And so many sins have become prevalent and available and common. We have to aspire to leave all these despicable, uh, incorrect traits. Allah save us. Taqwa from bid'at. And then taqwa from even makruhat. Certain things that are even disliked in sharia and makruh in sharia. Aspire for that level of taqwa where we can abstain from those dubious, doubtful practices as well. And then... As we love the six points, the sixth lesson would be, as our Hazrat Mufti Al-Haqsa says so beautifully, then we even acquire taqwa from even certain legal practices, halal things also. Like the great Sahabi Hazrat Amr bin Aas used to say, إِذَا الْمَرْءُ لَمْ يَتْرُكْ طَعَامًا يُحِبُّهُ وَلَمْ يَعْصِ قَلْبًا غَاوِيًا حَيْثُ يَمَّمَا قَضَى وَطَرًا مِّنْهُ يَسِيرًا وَأَصْبَحَتْ إِذَا ذُكِرَتْ أَمْثَالُهَا تَمْلَأُ الْفَمَا If a person can't leave certain things that he loves and he doesn't sometimes disobey his passions that wherever it dictates to him, then his life will be such a frivolous life and he carries on obviously further. But what we learn is it doesn't mean everything we feel like having we must have. We have to teach and train ourselves to go contrary to our desires at times even though it is 
halal. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Obviously that's a different level of taqwa. But the fast and the preparation to Ramadan is actually to acquire this taqwa. And then the verses carry on. Among the verses, verses 184 states from in the Quran al-Kareem, Shahru Ramadan, the month of Ramadan, الذي أنزل فيه القرآن, in which the Quran al-Kareem was revealed in. In this Quran, Hudan Linnas is Hidayah for humanity. Wabayinatin and clear signs of guidance. Walfurqan and such rules and such a book that differentiates right from wrong, good from bad. Then the Quran Kareem says that every one of us should fast. And when do we have concessions and so forth? So look into the verse, we will enjoy the beauty of the Quran Kareem. And what's amazing amidst the verses of the fast. There's an amazing verse about dua wherein the Quran Karim states وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ O Nabi of Allah Wasallam, When my servants ask you about me Indeed I am very near فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Subhanallah Generally when Sahaba would post certain questions in the Quran Karim, the answers would come in the form of the verses of the Quran Karim. They ask you a certain matter. O Nabi of Allah, Qul, respond in this manner. Or tell them like this. Sometimes Qul, sometimes Faqul. So when the answer is Qul, it's a question that was posed by the Sahaba Kiram. And if the answer came in the form of Faqul, so then you should say, that is referring to certain questions that weren't posed, but people would pose them. Or, these are questions in the hearts of people, so answer in this like manner. But here, when it came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, this was a question posed by the Sahaba Kiram radiallahu they would always ask about Allah and Allah's love subhanahu wa ta'ala and dua and how to make dua and so forth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds in such a manner wherein the expression is totally different. As though the Quran Kareem is, is portraying Allah being happy with such a question. Where the Sahaba asking about Allah, where the Ummah is asking about our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ Whenever my servants ask you about me, anni, فَإِنِّي قَرِيب Here yeah, there's no qul also, there's no faqul also. Certainly, most definitely, I am very near. فَإِنِّي قَرِيب Allah Elsewhere in the Quran, even explains it further, I am closer to them than the jugular vein. How close our Allah is to us. Allah listens to every dua. Allah knows our every condition. Allah listens to our every plea, irrespective of one's language, irrespective of one's voice, irrespective of one's dialect. Despite of so many people beseeching Allah at one and the same time, Nothing confuses him. His knowledge is perfect and is ultimate and is profound and is all-encompassing and is not weakened or diminished by anything or anyone. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ Allah says, I respond to the prayer of the one who prays. إِذَا دَعَان As soon as he asks me, أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ Da'wah means one's prayer. But this is also an indication that even if a person prays a little, sometimes we feel someone who makes lots of dua, his dua will be responded to. Yes, we should aspire to take out time for dua. 
Ramadan is the month of dua. And throughout our life, we have to talk to Allah wherever we are, in whatever context we are living in, in whatever situation we are in. We could even be sitting in our cars, stuck in traffic. Let's spend that time talking to our Allah, imploring our Allah, praising our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Da'wata means even if their prayer is little and now and again. This is a masdar that shows that if a person prayed sometimes on one occasion out of the blue, da'wata da'a, idha da'an, as soon as he asks me. So Allah says, I guarantee that I am listening to you. But then the next verse states that Allah is requesting something. And Allah doesn't need to request, subhanAllah. Allah just has to command us. We are his bondsmen and slaves. But this is his compassion and mercy and kindness. So they should respond and abide by my command and my will. And should bring faith in me, iman on me. So that they may be rightly guided. Rashad. They'll find Rashad. Allah's guidance. And Allah's hidayah. Then the verses continue with other aspects concerning the fast and so forth. But what's interesting is the aspect of dua comes right amidst the discussion of the fast. So what this means is Allah listens to duas all the time. But remember Allah's kalam and the sequence in Allah's kalam is not haphazard or just by the way. There's wisdom in every verse of the Quran, the context of the verse, the sequence in which the verse is in. And this is so profound about Allah's kalam. Despite the quran Kareem not being in the sequence that it was revealed in, but the sequence is so profound and perfect. This is definitely only due to the fact that this is Allah's kalam. And like Allah is perfect, Allah's kalam is perfect. Another very important event that took place in our history in this month of Sha'ban is Islam being established in the lands of Persia. And this is the famous expedition known as Al-Qadisiyah. We all should know Al-Qadisiyah. The books of history, as they discuss different events that took place in the annals of history, how Sahaba took Islam into Rome, how Sahaba took Islam into Egypt, a very similar time. Then Sahaba from Egypt, where did they go? Then Allah blessed them with Palestine. The pages of all the, the books of history discuss this. But when the discussion of Qadisiyah comes about, Historians delve into the depths and the details of this expedition like no other expedition. It was as though the entire world at the time had their gazes fixed on what's going to happen here in Persia. Because this became the means of deen being established in the lands of Persia forever. And this was the famous expedition in Qadisiyah. This expedition took place in the month of Sha'ban. It was an expedition of four days. Starting from the 13th of Sha'ban, 15 Hijri, 13, 14, 15, and 16. And each day has a different name in our history. But prior to that, I want to mention what brought it to this level. In the blessed era of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the great Sahabi Hazrat Al-Muthanna radiallahu anhu was from this region.
the lands next to Persia, and he started striving in Allah's way, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He embraced Islam due to Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam inviting him to Allah during the Jola, the Gash in Mecca during the Hajj days. Then he was touched, he was inspired. Few years later, he did embrace. He came to meet Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam years thereafter. During the, the day, the, the, the years of wufud, where delegations came to meet Nabi ﷺ from far and wide. And he also came with his people, the Banu Shaiban. But this incident of how Allah's Nabi went to them and spoke to them and invited them and inspired them and recited the Qur'an Kareem to them is so profound and so beneficial. Those of us who love should research and learn and read these incidents of our Nabi ﷺ going to people. We learn also how it is our duty to go out and meet people, Muslim or non-Muslim, and invite them to Allah, and what to say to them, and what to recite to them, and how to show them our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beauty and greatness. Then Al-Muthanna years later embraced Islam. He then met Nabi ﷺ during the years of delegations, and then he started striving in Allah's way in Persia. When the, during the Khilafah of Hazrat Abu Bakr and he repeat and he received reports of Al-Muthanna, he was elated by it. After the fitna of the renegades and the apostates, then Hazrat Abu Bakr sent Hazrat Khalid bin Walid to go into Persia to assist and support Al-Muthanna. But amazing was Hazrat Abu Bakr's strategy. He said to Al-Muthanna, that you have to value Khalid because Khalid is a senior Sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so work under him and take guidance from him and Hazrat Abu Bakr wrote to Khalid and Khalid was amazing after he finished one chore ending off the fitna he didn't return to Medina Munawwara he wrote a, a letter to Hazrat Abu Bakr saying should I return or is there anything else are you prepared to send me elsewhere then from here I will go there directly imagine Sahaba were people were men of a great mission, were men of great purpose and objective. They never lived frivolous lives. They lived with a goal and purpose that the whole world must recognize our Allah, the merciful Allah, the kind Allah, the loving Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the world must see the beauty of Islam, the justice system in Islam. Hazrat Khalid received this instruction and he's told in letter by Hazrat Abu Bakr, value Al-Muthanna. Appreciate his former efforts there. And don't just override him, but keep him close and consult with him. Value him. Subhanallah. This is how Sahaba anhum worked, appreciating each other. Allah give us tawfiq and understanding. The both together strove greatly there. Then approximately a year later, Hazrat Abu Bakr instructed Hazrat Khalid, now leave Persia under Al-Muthanna as it was before you arrived there and you go to Syria. That was Roman territories, lands of the Romans. And there assist the Sahaba who are there, who are being sieged and surrounded by the Roman humongous army. You go and assist them. Study the amazing journey. Alhamdulillah, we have discussed this under the life of Hazrat Khalid and the life of Hazrat Rafi' and the life of Hazrat Qaqa' Let's learn these incidents, how Hazrat Khalid journeyed and went to these lands and helped the Sahaba there and Allah granted them victory. But then in that Hazrat Al-Muthanna returned to Medina Munawwara, meeting Hazrat Abu Bakr, finding him on his deathbed, requesting him for assistance in 
Persia. And Hazrat Abu Bakr calls for Hazrat Umar, instructing him that do not delay this. Immediately send men with Al-Muthanna. And don't say Abu Bakr has passed away. We'll see later on. Do not delay the need of deen. And as soon as Hazrat Abu Bakr departed from this world, Hazrat Umar's first khidmah, amongst his first khidmat was this, and he sent Al-Muthanna with men. And as they went into Persia, they strove greatly. But again, Al-Muthanna was replaced by Abu Ubaid as the Amir. But still, as Al-Muthanna was the commander, and he remained with obedience, and he did his best, when he was no longer the commander, he still remained with obedience, and did his best. Abu perfect, most profound, most simple, most beloved is Allah's Nabi Sunnah. And as he arrives there, he wasn't affected by their silk and their gold and their pomp and their glory. And Rustam asks him, what have you all come here for? What do you all want? What do you all want? And so profound is the response of this Sahabi and every Sahabi. That we haven't come. Ma jina ilaykum. We haven't come. Okay, if you haven't come, then what do you want? Who has sent you then if you haven't come on your own? Allahu Akbar. The Sahabi responds on the tongue of every Sahabi, radiallahu anhu, and on the tongue of every ummati of Janabi Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu ibta'athana ilaykum. Allah has sent us to you. Who has sent you? Allah has sent us to you. Linukhrija al-ibad. And in the other report, Linukhrija man shah min ibadati al-ibad, ila ibadati rabbi al-ibad, wa min diqi al-dunya, ila sa'atiha, wa min jawri al-adiyan, ila عادل الإسلام فأرسلنا بدينه إلى خلقه لندعوهم إليه Allah has sent us to take mankind out of the servitude of things, out of the servitude of makhluk into the servitude and the service and the obedience of one Allah Allah has taken us to call mankind and take them out of every unjust system and show them the justice of Allah's way, the beauty of Allah's way, the beauty in Islam. Show them how every other way is full of constraintedness, is full of depression, is full of uh, difficulty internally and externally. And Islam has such beauty and vastness and consideration and acceptance internally and externally. Show them the justice, vast system of Islam. In this world and the next, they will be happy. Show them that this world is a tight place, is a constrained place. Show them the vastness of dunya is when you have Allah. The happiness in this world is when you have Allah in your heart. And the vastness you will have in Akhirah is much, much more. Subhanallah. Study the words of this Sahabi. And every Sahabi, radiallahu anhu, subhanallah. Then we will understand why have we come to this world. Allah give us the understanding.